What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm Taylor with the Namra Podcast with Russ and Sahil. And today we're going to be talking about everything from uh, Stanley water bottles to uh, how to optimize your database. So stay tuned. So the Stanley water bottle craze is like the very top of mind right now. Uh, we all basically, our timelines looked exactly the same with people trying to like, I don't know. It was like black, it was like black one of those Friday. old Black Friday. Yeah. Was it Black Friday that like those videos are from where everyone's like yeah, raiding the, the targets? Yeah. And stuff? Okay. And I think there was like a limited edition Yeti water bottle that everyone wanted for Christmas. And people don't realize like my girlfriend loves Stanley water bottles. She doesn't realize that it's like a like a hundred year old plus company. And it's not some like new thing, like even like Yeti, like that's a newer company. But Stanley has been around forever. And it's like a perfect case study on why you like what rebranding can do for your business because they were forever. Like I grew up, if you went like camping, you took like your dad's big old Stanley mm -hmm. canteen. For like real outdoorsmen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, and it was like not a cool thing like at all. It was like a big green um, like canteen. Tactical thermos. Yeah, yeah. Th thermos that you would take in the woods and you would have like soup or hot chocolate or coffee in and that was like it. But with now, the lid. Yeah, with the with lid the and lid. like the built-in <laughs> cup or whatever and it was like this yep. big bulky cumbersome thing but it worked great, like so great awesome. product. And like the rebranding they've done recently is like amazing. Like they have found a whole new audience to get into. So yeah. And so we were talking about this <laughs> and uh, I pulled up my phone yeah. and the, the second post that was on my newsfeed on Facebook was that exactly yep. like some other marketer talking about how the, like all you need is uh, not necessarily a new product, but a new audience and a new message. So yeah. Great way to start the episode, I would say. Yeah, it's a case study on like what branding and marketing and like finding a new persona or a target audience can do for your business because the product has not changed for years, but the colors, the design and the messaging and the strategy behind that has. And that just goes to show you like, if you have a good product, that doesn't mean you're going to be top of mind. It doesn't mean you're gonna be number one. Like for years, it's been like Yeti, right? Yeti has been the go-to. Um, and now Stanley was like, well, we have that exact same product, but no one knows about us. So mm -hmm. like, how can we get involved? And they've done a great job. Yep. I think I saw one video where it was like their newest drop. Um, I think you were saying, Russ, it was like their holiday drop or, mm -hmm. yeah. or something where it's like people were like fighting at Target mm -hmm. to like grab like the last bottle. You know, yeah. that's just how much, like that's a, that's a brand yeah, right there. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you're causing, if you're causing fights at target, just cause like you dropped a, you know, yeah. like a limited time edition. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Somebody on that marketing team is getting promoted. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. My favorite one, if we're talking like total rebrands is Domino's. Yeah. I've been passionate oh, yeah. about the Domino's rebrand ever since college that's because it was as we were transitioning into college and needed cheap pizza that it, <laughs> this happened so yeah. it was like very very relevant to us um dominoes sucked when we were in high school yeah, i it was, was like gino's family it was like the worst yeah, yeah i think yep. well, you know i totally preferred papa gino's over dominoes and i remember this transition from like they they put themselves out there it was like it was like the first taste of authenticity in in advertising for, like a, from a big company that i had ever seen like yeah. they started posting on social media pictures of all their horrible dominoes pizzas yeah and like sorry we sorry the box is 
were in half when you know when they got there sorry like the the cheese stuck to the top of the box Soggy so they pizza. posted all those pictures yep. and like horrible reviews they from customers in. they leaned straight into all the bad press and were like we're sorry and we fixed it mm-hmm. and they came out with this massive campaign and it was like a year-long campaign but by the end of that year they were the dominoes that we all know and love today yeah. where like really good food super consistent the under 30 minute delivery was a part of that era mm-hmm. and rebrand and oddly like i, I loved that yeah. <laughs> like, it was like my first taste of like oh i think i like marketing because yeah. i remember seeing them totally flip their entire business around in a year just just from a new messaging and, and addressing remember. the issues of the product too. i still remember my dad when i told my dad like we were getting domino like we were just talking i was in college i was like yeah we're getting dominoes takeout he's like what are you doing? <laughs> like, that is disgusting. Yeah. Like, I, di- I didn't raise you like that. Get Bubbachinos. And I was like, no, 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 it's different. Like, he hadn't seen the ads mm-hmm. yet. You know what I mean? Yep. And then I made him try it one time, and he was like, that's Damn, dumb. That's actually not bad. Yep. They <laughs> yeah. fixed it. Yep. Yep. I believe that was a Super Bowl commercial too, right? I think it was. They, um, I think it was like a 10-second or something Super Bowl commercial where they took, like, screenshots of, like, all the bad feedback, and it was, like, one came up. A second one came up, a third one came and they up, had like and then it was like, you know, like a thousand mm-hmm. that came up. Yeah. And then I think all they said was like, we're listening, mm-hmm. like we'll be better mm-hmm. or, or something. And then ever since then, like their brand. And they built been, off that like anchor video, so to speak. And then they had campaigns yeah. about like all the different chefs that they tried out and like mm-hmm. formulas that they tried along the that's process. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like a pretty cool way to like have, they were telling a story over time to the mm-hmm. audience that they knew they had. Yeah. So how cool is their tech though now? Like I, yeah. I see like how they have completely changed their brand around, but they actually like lived up to that. Oh, right? yeah. Where it's like, yes, they like revamped the logo a bit. They cleaned it up. They, they improved their product. They improved their, you know, now they have customer service and have stuff. Have you seen emergency pizza and stuff like that? Or yeah. uh, if you get takeout, they credit you. So it basically says okay. like, um, there was a thing if you order so many pizzas you get like an emergency pizza as part of their rewards oh, yeah, program so and, and their commercials were based around and maybe we can play it in the video but like um the fact that like hey if if shit hits the fan and like we understand like shit hits the fan you just need a pizza like immediately because you overcooked <laughs> dinner amazing. or yeah. like you stayed at work too late or something like that idea, and they were right, offering yeah. their clients like or their customers like free one free pizza or whatever and it, that's it's pretty awesome. cool yeah yeah just their whole like tracker yeah. like their pat- and it's patented right mm-hmm. so no one else mm-hmm. can can have that <laughs> where the just like is. yeah it, it like shows you like if, if it's in the oven it's being prepped and what it's, it's it's just awesome also a fun fact while we're on the Domino's topic so the biggest uh, or one of the biggest commute uh, networks in India actually is the train uh, network Domino's in India started something where if you're on the train and like you you know at that time was Twitter if you just tweeted like like an order to them or something like at Domino's India just like an order when your train stops they would bring you your order like Whoa. in the train really? give it to you like where you're sitting and then you know mm-hmm. so it was crazy you know it's, it wasn't the, like the revamp wasn't just happening here like locally they're trying it was stuff like, out everywhere they were just like yeah they were doing like crazy stuff like everywhere yeah where, that's awesome uh, yeah like, like wherever they could actually like enable smart tech and stuff yeah. like take advantage of of social stuff they, they were doing it no Domino's is a, is a great story the other thing that they played on one more thing I'm a Domino's fan too I, yeah. I didn't realize how much I liked them actually but uh 
have you you remember like uh, people were talking about like self checkout? It's like, well, why yeah. don't I get paid to do the the work? Like, you know what I mean? Like that was kind of like a there were some comedy skits on that. What they basically did were they were crediting people for coming to pick up. Like, so if you didn't need delivery, they would give you a discount for coming in store to pick up because delivery fee was like built in. Yeah, and they were offering their their customers that, which was another pretty like mm-hmm. just Good trying yeah. something. I don't know if it caught on, but like at least they were trying different things. So I think it's still there, right? Where like if so. you like pick up like a pizza, it's like much cheaper. Yeah, it you, is. If you if you do something yeah. like that, yeah. Because I don't know that they have that many delivery people. So it's just awesome. Yeah. I love it. So I guess to sum all that up, two totally different case studies, but similar theme in that like it's never too late. Those are two old products. And old those are companies. two different one one client one co- um, company that had a dog shit product. And one company that has always had a great product, mm-hmm. but a rebrand was the solution yep. for them. Yeah, to, for both. Absolutely. Yep. And that's why I can do a, a really great thing. At the end of the day, though, you got to have a decent product if you want to go mm-hmm. real big. Yep. So I think to, to sum up that topic then, what's your go-to pizza? I'm still Dude. a Papaginos guy. Yeah. Oh, Brooklyn Napolitano's yep. locally, though. That's my okay. favorite. Mm. What's your favorite? I, I meant, like, actually, like, uh, you know, kind of like the pie itself. Like, like you know, what's your go-to Ooh, pie? Yeah, no. I do toppings. Bacon, what's it? Every bacon, time. Pepperoni. bacon, pepperoni. Bacon, pepperoni has been my pizza since high school. Really? Yep. Is your go-to brand uh, Domino's or? Oh, it was okay. West Boylston House of Pizza. Okay. In high school, so uh, bacon pep from WB House was <laughs> just instant <laughs> really order every cool. time. Um, nice. I'll still crush one of those easily. Uh, but Domino's has become a pretty huge staple, but not anymore because it's no takeout 2024. <laughs> nice. I like that. Good. Yep. Good. <laughs> yeah, personal development. Mine was uh, Filippo's Buffacue. Half like it's buffalo and barbecue mixed together. Buffacue from Filippo's wings and pizza calzones. That was the ultimate for me. Mm. We had a lot of Route 152, or what was it? One. Denying moments yeah. <laughs> at, at the at the at the studio. That yeah. was great. But no, mm-hmm. I, I think my go-to pie is always just just classics, just cheese. just cheese, just Brooklyn style, cheese, man. Brooklyn style Domino's with some extra garlic on mm. the crust. You know, fair enough. Nothing. You can't Slaps. beat a cheese. Very respectful. If there's like a if there's a, <laughs> so. a party situation yep. where there's multiple pizzas, always go safe. Always go cheese. I think that's the best way to yep. figure can't out be. if the pizza's good. If you have mm-hmm. a good piece of cheese pizza. Anytime I try a new place, I always go like for their, you know, their standard margarita or their regular just cheese. Like that's, yeah. how, that's how you judge it, man. That's how Portnoy does it. Yeah. yeah. You got to mm-hmm. make sure. You got to. You, like you got to. Yep. I have been encouraged by friends, my sister, her friends, uh, to start reviewing buffalo chicken, boneless <laughs> buffalo chicken, Dude. the same way Dave Portnoy <laughs> literally does. Because yeah. I... It, no matter where I go. If I'm at a restaurant, I'm ordering boneless I've buffalo chicken. Could we do that together? Because you, you know how much... You it would know be, how much I love it. It would come <laughs> very naturally to me. I really think I have like a harsh ranking system. Like nines and tens would be nearly impossible that to achieve. Sen- ever since I've known you, since like freshman year of college, you were like, what are we getting? It's like, I would like buffalo chicken. Boneless please. buffalo chicken. Yeah. 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 Maybe and, a rat. And I'll judge the quality of a restaurant solely based on their bone. If you have really good boneless <laughs> buffalo chicken, though, everything else is great. You think so? But if you have bad boneless man. buffalo chicken, everything else is going to be pretty questionable. Like that is, I, I'm telling you, you can judge, you a, you can judge an entire restaurant based on their boneless buffalo chicken appetizer. Yeah. So I may start doing just that. So All stay right. tuned. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> takeout. Uh, what was it? What did you call it? No takeout 24? No takeout 2024. That's going to be, if you do that review system, it might be in trouble, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, you got to have, yeah, you have true. to wings fresh. Though, I can right? write like it off if man. I start making content. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Jimmy D's Franklin. 
Jimmy D's Dude. banging. Yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, all that aside. <laughs> all that aside. Perfect, I think what perfect we segue to audience yeah. segmentation. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but. Uh, I think really what we were just trying to emphasize there is just the power of a brand, though. Power of you brand. know, we went from Stanley Cups. We were talking about Domino's. We were, um, but but really it just comes down to the power of a brand, like mm-hmm. brand loyalty. If you're if you're seeing fights at Target over Stanley Cups, like, a, you know, it's, oh, yeah, you're seeing the fights happen, but, but, you know, it's caused by the loyalty to the brand, like having the brand. So just yeah. power of a brand. The story that you push, what you're all about, it it, it does matter. It does matter. Mm -hmm. I know it's something that's read in like a marketing textbook, like what's your brand about, you know, like, but no, you should put thought into it. There is a story. People do care. And these are just, you know, proofs in the real world about it. We've talked about it a couple times this week and we wanted to talk about it on the podcast. But when you talk about brand segmentation or just basically what that means is you have two different personas, which we've talked about at length. So maybe Stanley is um, your everyday one audience is like my girlfriend. She's 28 years old. She works from home. You know, she went to college. She's just your your typical loves TikTok and she's into the trends like current events. She needs her fancy Stanley water bottle. Like that is one audience for them. She is the target market. But on the other side, Stanley still has that old green thermos we talked about. Mm -hmm. And that's like your campers, your hikers, your outdoorsmen very uh, minimal frills. They just need something that's durable, reliable, and gets the job done. Um, so that, that's your audience segmentation. And what you have to do with those is like separate like the messaging and how you reach those people. Because the messaging for one is very different than the other. They both might buy your products, but they're totally different people. And one thing that we ran into this week was a client who had a database of all of his past clients However, he had literally just had it sitting in a CRM and he wants to run some targeted ads, but he can't really do it effectively because they're just all jumbled up and he does a bunch of different things to, for different people. Mm. Um, and so we talked about that a little bit, right? So maybe Sahil, you can talk about a little bit more of like the value of doing that and, and what that means, kind of kind of build off that. Yeah, definitely. So I think, you know, one thing that a lot of folks don't know is like there's more uses to a database than just, you know, uploading the emails to, you know, kind of like a MailChimp and just mm-hmm. like doing like an email drip campaign. Like like that's just one utility of an email database. There's actually so many more things that you can do, especially if you've segmented those databases or you have the tools in place that allows you to export differently or, mm-hmm. or track different things. Uh, you know, one example of that, that a lot of folks don't know is let's say it's just like, these are all the customers that we've had like in the last three months, and maybe you have another database of like all our customers that we've had for the duration of the company. Mm -hmm. And here's all the customers that we've had that like didn't convert and you know, but, but we still have their contact. Like these are all different segments, right? But if you have these different databases as part of like your CRM, or maybe you just collect them as part of like your business, you know, process, you could actually use these to create custom audiences on the ad space. And, and I'm more so referring to like meta, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other platforms have started doing more so of custom audiences. Like you can do, you know, AdWords. They have their own custom audience portion and stuff. But but more so meta, whereas you can actually upload these databases and you can create a whole separate ad that targets only this database. Yeah. And let's actually, so, yeah. sorry to pause right there. But so Russ actually 
the client we talked to, Russ wasn't in on. So let's just explain it to Russ and that'll be great for the audience. So sure. the, um, the client or prospect was, he, uh, he was a promotional, he did promotional products and screen printing, embroidery, like custom clothes, like what you're wearing right now. So he had a bunch of, like one big audience was, um, like he did it for sports teams, like little league, softball teams, like men's sports, whatever. And then he also did it for businesses like, like us. And the last thing was like promotional items. Like if you wanted a Stanley with your company's logo mm -hmm. on it. So he had like a bunch of like database uh, information, but he, he didn't have like the softball guys in one category and he didn't have like the companies and corporations on the other. So we were like, well, how can we use this database for us? And how can we set up systems for the future mm -hmm. so that every time you get a new, you know, promotional product client, like you tag that so that mm -hmm. we know and that we can actually break this down and use that. Yeah. And so Sahil, how now talking about like running meta ads and how we come up with, you know, lookalike audiences and things like that. Can you speak to how, why that's so important? You know, again, if you have a database, first of all, the, the utility is, I just want to kind of like emphasize that there's more utility than just like an email mm -hmm. drip campaign, right? Like you can use the databases uh, and I know d depending on whichever tools you're using, you can export them like a different way and, and whatnot, but you can use the databases as part of ad sets. And when you do that, those ads will only be displayed to that database. So you can have those ads simultaneously running with other brand awareness campaigns, mm -hmm. lead gen, any any other campaigns that you may have running. So that's that's the advantage of database. Because imagine if you have yep. uh, you want to upsell specific past clients, yep. and people don't realize like they think like oh I just have to boost to my like people who have liked my page. It's like no, if you have mm -hmm. data in a database of just like your past clients, you can target them specifically. Like that's a very practical, exactly. useful thing. I talk to people all the time and they're like, oh geez, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. So, so to kind of go off of like the example that we, that we were talking about, like if they had a database, uh, for example, like let's say like these are all the folks that have ordered, you know, softball jerseys mm -hmm. from us like within the last year. Well, if you know like, okay, well the season's coming up, they might need new jerseys and whatnot. You can take that database and run like a softball specific ad. And, and, and what I mean by that is like design like a graphic mm -hmm. or like a video that targets that market with the message that you want and the ad copy, you know, slash caption that you want and only that database will see it. So you mm -hmm. can make like a softball ad separately from everything else that you have going on. And the benefits of doing that is like one, you know exactly who's seeing it. Two, you know if that database is more a uh, you know of value compared to another database. Mm -hmm. Three, you know exactly which segment is most beneficial for your business, mm -hmm. right? Like if you had like three different segments, like if you had like basketball, football, and like you know baseball, softball, um, and you just realize that like hey, the my basketball. Uh, database has like converted the most for me this year that gives you more bins like business insight to like maybe work on that department you know mm -hmm. a little bit more in the future so there's a lot of benefits and again that goes back to my first point databases isn't just email marketing it's not just email drip campaigns there's more that you can do with it mm -hmm. there's more if you can collect emails build your databases and organize your database organize it yep yeah exactly yep uh so like there is more utility in that, but these are just like some examples. Like yeah, um, another example is like, let's say you had a database on your website where you had folks that were on the website, maybe they added to the cart, 
but they abandoned the cart and they never converted. But let's say your pixel kind of tracked that. Well, you can maybe run a separate ad campaign that, that retargets that database with like maybe like a coupon code. Like, hey, check out. Yeah, yeah. Like, like here's a special, you know, 10% off coupon code just for you. Like we noticed you were, you know, buying our shoes and yep. uh, like here, here's, a, here's a special holiday code for you. But yeah, you can do so many things. Like, I mean, I've, I've known companies that have, that have had like 500 to like 600 simultaneously like running campaigns mm -hmm. because it's just like all targeting different, different things, you know? Yeah. It's like they'll have one campaign that's like targeting people that love the color blue. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, that's what uh, I was showing like, them. Whoa. That, yeah. That specific yeah. guy. It's crazy. Who uh, had like pressed the blue button and had run like boosts. I literally just showed him. I was like, hey, have you ever just like look at the interest? And he's like, oh, I never look at that stuff. I just like put a couple hundred bucks in. And I literally scrolled on it and I was like, interest, men's softball. I was like, you ever use that? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> probably should have, huh? I was like, so yeah, that, probably. Yeah. That. That's the huge takeaway. Yeah. Because people like that. And, you know, spend your money effectively. Yeah. Like showing up on a baseball player's yeah. uh, mobile. I don't play softball. Yeah. I play baseball. Yeah. Or just <laughs> the targeting. It, I mean, that person's probably targeting the whole town, right? So yeah. he's you know, well, targeting the whole whatever. city and not specifying exactly. interest at all. So yeah. somebody like that could be spending, you know, let's say a thousand bucks a month on ads and you're targeting the whole town where you could have spent like 200 bucks on the same ads and got better results because you're targeting only people who are interested in that thing. Yeah. And the wasted dollars are like really what we're here to try to prevent. Like I'd say that's one of our goals at Namra is optimize to just try budget. to optimize. We t when we say that buzzword a lot, like we're here to help you optimize your budget. What that means is but practically, money. yeah, that practically it translates into that. It's like finding where it, it's actually being wasted. Like we have clients, you know, or, or you know, people who we've looked into their stuff and they sell us. They've been running $400 Google ad campaigns for the last seven years and like 400 bucks a month times seven years. And they're like, yeah, it just kind of like, you know, whatever. It, it just kind of keep it running. I'm afraid to stop them, but they're not like expertly looking into how they can optimize it, how they can better target things so that the budget is spent more effectively. And that's so important because that, the wasted dollars just compound. Yeah. And well, what you could I've, do with the additional leftover is amazing. I've known people that have set up call objective adwords campaigns yet they have no one answering the phone yep that's, that's a lovely crazy. one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's crazy home. it's yeah, like the I calls are coming in yet you have no one to answer the phone mm -hmm. i've seen people who have yeah. like they say well not, you know 80 percent of our business yeah. comes in these like five months and then everything else is like kind of like eh. it's just like yeah. not really good jobs and they run flat curve like 400 bucks every single month like you said and it's like why don't we save some money during those like slow months slow months yeah. Yeah. then double down and double down on when it's really good or vice versa you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like maybe it's so busy during the good months that you can't keep up with demand why don't you turn off ads for those really hot months and like try to curb seasonality like these mm -hmm. are two things that would work depending on right. your situation mm -hmm. that's why right. you need to look at everything like with a custom like strategic lens you know what i mean and, and really just take every there's no one uh one way to do things yeah mm -hmm. i think we brought up a good point we talked about like what does optimization really mean mm -hmm. like we've never really talked about that you know it's it's it is a buzzword where you know it's 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 often thrown out there like mm -hmm. optimizing ads optimizing you know your google my business profile stuff optimization itself doesn't just mean we're just like 
you know, taking your current ads, like, like just making them better, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like, like what, what does that entail, right? Optimization, one component is, are you even choosing the right objective? Forget ad spend, forget your budget, forget, like, go back to the foundation. Yeah, principles. what is, what is your objective for that ad? Like, for example, if you, like, after we talk to you, after we have a strategy call on the ad, maybe we realize, hey, you might have thought your objective was like, I just want more people to see, you know, my ads, mm-hmm. but maybe your objective was lead gen, right? That's a whole separate strategy. That like needs to the, actually, yeah. yeah, that's a whole separate campaign. Like you can have either like an awareness campaign, you can have a lead gen campaign. Mm-hmm. Both of those require a whole separate strategy, whole separate content, whole separate ad copy, whole separate split test, mm-hmm. maybe a different bid cap, right? Like may, maybe one requires maybe like like a few hundred dollars to start, but maybe one, depending on your industry, if like the if it's very saturated, maybe it requires a few thousand dollars to to obtain some leads. Mm-hmm. So it's one, it's optimizing the objective, right? Then it's optimizing your audience. Like, do you even know who your persona is? Like, have you ever thought about it? What are their pain points? Like, are you just saying, like, for example, if you're in like uh, real estate, like, like, don't just say like, I just want as many buyers and sellers as possible. Like, right, we, we run into that all the time. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, wh- which local area are you in? What's your demographic? Who's your audience? Like, are, are you more fit for, for you know, mm-hmm. for, for, for seller listings? Best, right? Like, yeah. or do you really want to work with more? Like, like, w- like, what is your audience, yeah. right? What's your, what, what's your price range? Like, like, figure that out. So objective, who's your audience? And then picking, like, optimizing ad spend, the picking the right copy. Yeah. But, like, all of that is, like, the, like the ladder. Yeah. Like, and folks so don't many- even think about the first two. Yeah, right. And they just think it's just eh, how can I make my ad better? It's not working. Not enough clicks. It's like, did you even think about who you're targeting? Like, mm-hmm. what your copy is? Like, like is this even the right objective? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, are you after clicks or are you after leads? Yep. And right? why? Like, why? Ask the question. Why? Exactly. Because I hear that all the time. It's like, <clears throat> like, <clears throat> I was talking to someone the other day, and it was like. Well, we just want to blow up. And I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? <laughs> That's everyone's yeah. goal. Yeah. yeah. I, and I get it. It's like, yeah, we want to blow up. And I was like, yeah. okay, where? Like where? Yeah. Why? And define that. Yeah. Like, what so, does that mean? What yeah. do you mean? Like, because yeah. for me, as a consult, like from a consultant lens, it's like, okay, do you want like 10,000 followers or do you want like 100 new clients? Like, what does that mean, blow up? Because that could be a yeah. lot of things. And I know you want to do all of it but like order of operations like yeah, which right. one would you would you rather have 10,000 followers or 100 new clients right. why and like you have to ask those questions because if you don't you're operating on like a false pretense bad foundation and then if you keep doing that for a year you're going to be way off goal you're going to be way off target yeah. so i think it all comes back to kind of those foundational principles we talk about like ask those rudimentary questions and make sure we're not like wasting money that's optimizing it's, yeah, it's it's just because you know we've we've had situations in the past where it's um you know where, where the goal has been like I, ju- I I just want more eyes on my business like I just mm-hmm. I just want to be you know top of mind, all right cool well you know based off of that objective like we can run like an awareness campaign and then you know we'll report back like hey like this campaign has like generated over like one thousand click throughs back to your website mm-hmm. right. like you know these are folks that have like engaged with the post like you've had like. You know, like you know, X number of more like yeah, yeah. Uh, of new page likes. Uh, and that's that objective. But then they'll be like, oh, well, well you know what? But, but we but didn't no get one, any customers. But, but no one submitted like a lead form on our right. website. Well, well, you didn't tell us that objective. <laughs> the, the objective was brand awareness. Yep. 
right? So it's it's if you would have said my objective is because this is what what optimization means. It's yes. a, it's not just you know like we're just fixing up these buttons that you don't know what it means. It's it, it's really like is your are your goals even aligned? Yep on social compared to your goals in reality. Yep. It's like if your goal in reality is like, hey, I would really like 50 more database entries through my website or, 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 or you know, 20 more leads this month through my website. That's a whole separate ob- ob- like objective than mm-hmm. saying, I just want more eyes on my business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right? Mm-hmm. Like one is business. clicks. Yeah, yeah, one is clicks. And one is actually like, and you can see how those two different goals require different copies, different content mediums, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, one timelines. can be a graphic. Maybe one has to be a video showing your authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like, why would they want to work with you? Yep. Right. Uh, so, yeah, these are things to keep in mind. So when we say optimization, it's not just some, you know, marketing textbook, uh, you know, buzzword. It, mm-hmm. it is actually of uh, like a serious strategy buzzword yeah. where it there's the si- a the lot that goes science into it behind. Yeah. Like we always say, like marketing is like an art and a science, but that's the science part. <laughs> like it, there yeah. are some actual yeah. operational, you know, steps that you need to go through in order to make sure you're running a, a proper campaign. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of and this is where, like we talk about you know, warning business owners about like getting on that marketing treadmill and re-strategizing and like not really knowing what their target is after three or four years because they're always switching things up. There's a lot of marketing companies out there who will just say yes. And so if you have the, if you as the business owner call upon a, a marketing company and you give them that like misguided sort of objective, not knowingly, like no one really thinks about things in the way that we sort of just laid it out as a business owner in a different industry that's not marketing, you're not even really thinking about things like that. So you could call a marketing company and you will say, I just want more views. We just want to blow up. And there's tons of people who are like, absolutely, we got you. We're the lead generating kings. We're the this, we're the that. And so beware, because that's not real true consulting. Like that, yeah. that's what we're here for. That's sort of like the number difference, so to speak. Yeah. If it's not like kind of a pain in the ass, you might be doing it wrong. We take things yeah. slow. We say, yeah. are you sure a lot? Yeah. No, well, it's just <laughs> not, making sure you get down to the real point of like, all right, what yeah. will you be happy with is different than like what you need sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you, you think like, okay, this is what I want, but it's like, why? And then yeah. you just have to keep asking that question. I think we do a good job of getting to that. I'll yeah. do another breakdown that's actually like very common, but it's like misunderstood. Campaign, ad, ad set. People think these all mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. They are very different things. Campaign is your overall, and, and I'm referring specifically to Meta, mm-hmm. but all the different platforms have their versions, you know, of their own. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just called different things, but campaign is your overall goal. Like, what are you setting the objective to? Is it legion? Is it brand awareness? Is it an ad then is one of the many different ads that you create to reach that goal? So there are multiple ads within each campaign. There's multiple ads within each campaign. Now, within each of those ads to reach that goal, there's different objectives of how you can reach that goal. And those are called ad sets. Mm -hmm. So there's multiple ad sets. There's like a family tree of ad sets, which are often split campaigns. So when you hear the word split campaigns, they they mean testing different ad sets, Mm -hmm. not ads, ad sets within the ad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then there's a family tree of ads and that all funnels up to one campaign, which Mm -hmm. is, and companies 
successful companies often run multiple campaigns. Mm -hmm. So you can see how you can end up with 300, 400 ad sets, mm -hmm. right? So these don't all just mean the same thing. Like that's why ad set is the smallest component. Ad. Yeah. yeah, ad set is the smallest component. So when you run five ad sets, you know whether that ad is successful or if that ad has like a component that's failing or not. So you know if you found a successful ad or not. Now, when you run that ad four different ways, now you know which ad is most successful for that campaign objective. Mm -hmm. So when we say things like benchmarking and optimizing and we say like it takes time, like there's going to be like, a th like, especially if you have no data in the past, it takes like three to four months to really figure out like what your audience is resonating with. What Like this is what we're referring to. Like at any point in time, a campaign can be a failure. An ad can be a failure. An ad set can be a failure. Now, just because an ad set has failed does not mean the ad has failed. It just means that ad set was wrong. Maybe, like, like let's try a different copy. Let's see if that fixes the ad. It's good. It gets you closer to the Or goal. if you've run, like, seven ad sets within that ad and they've all failed, regardless of the best foot forward, now we can comfortably say through benchmarking, like, hey, you know what? This ad isn't right for your business. Mm -hmm. Maybe this one will be. Yeah. And then maybe if we've run that, you know, for, you know, through trial and error, we can say whether the campaign is wrong or we need, you know, or we just need to change a few things or start a whole separate campaign. So ads are very different. Uh, consumer psychology is very different. I mean, look at your favorite brands in the world. They run multiple versions of campaigns. I mean, you might see one because they found out that that one resonates most with you but you don't see their failed ones. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone else is seeing that because that failed one is, is right for that audience, mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot that goes into it. People think like it's a magic button. Like like they think, you know, hey, I opened up my Facebook. Like like I was talking about chocolates the other day and now I see all these chocolate ads. Like now I'm gonna buy them. Like this company's killing it. Like no, no, like that, maybe that company's investing like 20 grand a month testing yeah. all these variations and maybe you just happened to stumbled upon the right one and now that company will know like, hey, you know what? Like this is the one that we're gonna invest in. So ads is a whole separate animal. Yep. It's a whole separate game. Like it's uh, it's easy to say like, hey, can we just boost this to well, like I just this need, audience? I hear or it all the time. I just need one ad. Yeah. We just need one ad. And it's yeah. like, but what takes, goes takes into years. that? Yeah. yeah, what goes yeah. into that one ad? And it can change at any moment, Absolutely. you know? And this isn't like marketing bullshit <laughs> or marketing like lack of transparency. This is just the workings of the I, social I encourage engines. people to go into it and look for yourself. Yeah. Like, look it's, for yourself it's just, to see what it looks like. It's That's just what the workings. Yeah. yeah, it's just the workings of these social engines because like change is happening on a constant. These platforms are evolving on a constant. There's new updates, new, new, new hardware. There's new software. There's new software that engages with that hardware right it's like there's there's different things happening so it's like you know when we say like hey uh, we understand that you have a really and and here's the other downfall right usually people want to pursue ads when when they're really on that fine line <laughs> like this is why we say you should start planning early yeah like talk to us early it's okay if you're planning like a year out two years out it's okay but have these discussions early so we can lay out a game plan strategize so when you're ready to execute we can like flip the switch and like be ready to go because like these things are changing yeah right platforms are changing 
it's like uh, don't yeah. start running ads like, yeah, when you're like scared now to spend businesses money. like That's low not, and yeah. you just want to like try it out like no because like that by that time the folks that really planned it out are doubling down mm-hmm. and you're left here with like a twenty five dollar a month ad budget right which maybe for your industry it will be enough who, who knows but. Uh, more often than not, it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? well, you're fighting a, against the guy who saved up, who knew he's going to run it at this point in time. He's been split testing. He knows exactly what's like what's going to work, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to put in ten grand into the, like this ad set, and right, like boom, like I'm going to I'm going to own the market. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like you know, ads are a whole separate animal. Like it takes a lot to target the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen a successful ad hit your feed, like it's it's because like there's been a lot of testing that goes mm-hmm. behind it. Like it's uh, so yeah, it does take time. It takes strategy calls. It takes you know revisit calls to like see if anything has changed, and and it requires patience. Yeah, you will find your ad set, but it requires patience. Like if you, if you're not willing to invest time into learning what works for your business then don't honestly don't don't pursue it like it's yeah. it's just it's not worth it because you'll just end up wasting ad spending you're not before you even get to yeah that you just want that quick bottom. buck yeah. yeah you want that quick buck and it doesn't exist it, it's a whole separate field like yeah. you have to compete it's a it's a it's it's a different sport still the major leagues yeah. <laughs> right yeah. it's uh yeah well, I think that's a great way to wrap and uh, keep, stay tuned for the next episode and let us know yeah. your thoughts. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon.